You know, a lot of people, when they're interviewing me, they quiz me a lot about my family of origin, you know, like, are you alienated from them? Are they shocked? Mm -hmm. Are they sympathetic? They never guess that maybe maybe my family does the same thing and I'm mm -hmm. just following their footsteps. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. it's like the carnival. They yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but how have you negotiated that thing in terms of family members that you wanted to be close to or you were close to? Well, it was never a, a problem. I mean, maybe a, some problem, but my family always recognized, I think, that I was a little, I was a little different, you know. Why do you think? Because I was always a little different. <laughs> oh, tell me, give me an anecdote. No, I mean, uh, you when you were seven. Well, you I mean, different? I guess I always, you know, did what I wanted. I was always pretty adventurous. I mean, I went to Europe with no money, one-way ticket, stayed away for a year, you know, stuff like mm -hmm. that. So they were prepared, I think. I mean, after a while, I, I tell you the truth, my mother, once she saw me on television, and that sort of legitimized it a little bit. And also in those days, she would read like the Daily News and uh, the, whatever, another paper, I think. Anyway, they had uh, advertisements for the papers, and she would see my name, you know, Jamie. And she actually had, I didn't know this, she didn't show me this, but my sister, my older sister said, you know, she has clippings, actually. It really? Was, she said, like, she said, well, he's a big boy. It was his, he's a big boy now. He can do what he wants. And, and then my father was just a pain in the ass because he... Uh, I made the mistake of getting him a girl once. They were separated. My parents were separated. So I got him a girl, and after that... I Had could, he asked for, for one, or you just wrap her up in a bow and uh, show up? I what? think it was a birthday or something. I think maybe it was... I might have done it as a, just as an offering. Mm -hmm. You know, a beautiful young girl. So... And you had reason to believe your dad had a strong sexual interest. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, he was always uh, interested in women, yeah. So I knew this would work out. You know, he'd be very happy. But the problem then was, he, I could not talk to him ever till he died after that without him saying, Do you know any more girls? <laughs> so every once in a while, I have to give him, throw him another hunk of meat, you know? Like it was like, he became like this. Uh, and then other members of the family, they, they were okay. My, my, so your lesson is do not procure from no, members. No, don't of procure for your father. It's a pain in the ass, you know? Well, what do you, on this now, you've got me really interested. When you think of your father and his sexual charisma yeah, well, I mean would you say it was there would, I mean if I could see your dad would I say oh yeah well oh my yes God, I he was see. a I, I guess you'd call him a womanizer you know he was always running around in a maybe in a little milder way than I I, I know he wasn't because I don't know if he actually fucked everybody in his generation exactly mm -hmm. whereas in my generation you could fuck everybody there was no pre-aids and uh, put the pill and so women were starting to fuck around like men almost, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So you could go to a place like Plato's Retreat and fuck, you know, 30 girls in a night if you wanted to. You know, it's just like, mm -hmm. yeah, you could fuck. But my father was, but he would, he was like, a, I think they actually called him like the mayor of Roseland because he would like go to these dance halls. He could halls. dance. He was a big dancer. And so, you know, he was always uh, finding women to dance with. And in later years, he didn't even take them home. It was just, you know, he'd go out and, you know, float around, you know. Yeah. Well, what? Are, how does it work from a different generational point of view? Do you have kids? I mean, how do you deal with I that? I have one child who was older than I am. I was a virgin. <laughs> oh, I, come on. I was a virgin when she was conceived. And uh, yeah, I was seduced by an older woman, literally. And then she got pregnant because she wanted the child. I didn't realize this, but it was like a plan. Mm -hmm. I told her, I said, if you have that child, I will never see you again. Uh, and she said, well, I don't expect to see you again anyway. I'm, I'm going to have the child. 
So that's how that was. But I must say, I'm, I'm delighted now that I had this child because it sort of takes that edge off of wondering what that's like, you know, and, you know, if you could have a child and if you should have a child. So, so there is this human being out there that I'm, I'm glad that she's around now, you know. Do you, but it you... took me about nine years before I even acknowledged her in any way. Because wanna... I didn't want to be a bad father, that's all. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wasn't prepared. I didn't want to end up like my own father who had six children because that's what you did in those days. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I told your mother to get birth control. She never, you know, <laughs> it was like wacky, you know. So I didn't want to be, I ever do that. So I, I escaped, I think, with just one child, which I'm happy about. You know. Well, are you acquainted with y your, your kid? Well, yeah, we're, I'm acquainted. We, you know, we don't, we, you know, it's not like a heavy relationship, but if she, she could call me or I could call her and we're right back, you know. Uh, you know. I, the reason I'm asking is because yeah. I, um, I mean, the older I get, the more startled I am by seeing things of myself that come through my daughter, and not mm. just myself, but her grandmother, who she doesn't even know. Mm. You know, and, and just to see your legacy living further, mm. you know, in, in their spirit or the way they'll mm -hmm. talk yeah. or say something. And also trying to figure out, I mean, nobody hands you a manual when you're a sex person and says, yeah, and this is what you do with your kids, you know, and this is, mm. and this is what you have to teach them, or this is what they're going to learn from you. Nobody tells you anything about that. And on a certain level, I felt like, well, I do have some things I want you to know that I didn't find out until a lot later and after a lot of Catholic bullshit. You know, like mm -hmm. the, when people say, well, what's, what's it like raising this daughter? And I said, well, you know, it's been really great to have someone who didn't believe in hell. I mean, I, that, that's been, if mm -hmm. I did nothing else but that, you know. You were brought up to believe in hell? Oh, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. The day I stopped believing, I mean, even more powerfully than God, you believed. You know? I thought you, your you dad were, was this great, uh, you know, scholar. and. Uh, my dad didn't raise me. My oh, mother raised oh, me okay, yeah, for yeah. My, my youngest years. Uh -huh. Okay. I and see, I didn't yeah. live with my father until I was older. And I'm a big believer in uh, relationships with one's parents who you may not have known when you were little. Mm -hmm. I got to be very close with my father, and mm -hmm. it wasn't until, you yeah. know, yeah. Oh, I see. much okay. later sure. in life. Yeah. Well, in order to be a man in this business, you have to know your own dick and your own hand very well. You have to, like, have... You have to be able to go into your world whenever you need to and be right there yeah. and be totally at home with yourself and make yeah. yourself come whenever you want. Yeah. And so a lot of people are always asking, well, how does that affect your, your partner sex? But I'm, forget the partner sex. How does it affect I, your uh, own jacking off? Like, do you do it when you're alone? Would oh, you? Oh, yes. Sure. I think just yesterday. <laughs> okay. Well, for example, yesterday, what what happened that made you go off in your own reverie? Well, I mean, I go off in my own reveries all the time. It's just, you know, you don't always have time to jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> or, you know, it's not always convenient walking down the street or whatever. I always thought that would be my ideal world, you know, walking down the street where you could just touch people. You know, like have a grope place. Mm -hmm. You know, I always want to have a place called like called a grope therapy. You know, it's like a club. <laughs> you know. Anyway. Well, I guess I'm thinking two things. One is that I just think that 
men in this business know something about masturbating that a lot of guys don't. I well, mean, I, I don't think it's a quite. It's nothing you can. It's certainly nothing you can learn. What you do you mean? You you can't talk about it. You can't. Well, uh, I don't mean you can't uh, teach. You can't. Uh, I don't know. I just the, the I think the thing to do is just be, people just have to relax. In other words, people say you talk about does it affect or hurt your real sex life? Like if a woman tells me, for example, that she she likes a, a vibrator or something, mm-hmm. and I've had women be bashful about using a vibrator when they're having mm-hmm. sex. And to me, that's crazy. Well, you know, whatever works. This this works. You want me to hit you on the head with a hammer if that works? You know, <laughs> why are you using a vibrator? I don't care. Whatever it is, you know, whatever it is, if it works, that's what you use. So I would say, well, of course, you have vibrator. You like the vibrator, you know? As a matter of fact, it would turn me on because, uh, you know, I could, the, whatever works, that's what's exciting. If it's working, somebody's excited, that's, then it's working. Then it's fine. Then it's exciting. I don't care how it happens. Right. You know? Well, when you were talking about... As long about... as don't hit me too hard. <laughs> When you were talking about your dad at the end, it was the the twinkle at Roseland that was his favorite part. You know, uh, like he'd he'd go for that, mm-hmm. and that was the dance or the flirtation. Yeah, yeah. And when you see yourself aging and getting older, do you feel like there's a certain there's going to be a sizzle for you that will endure even after other things? It never ends. You can take it. It never away. ends. I remember I was there used to be a woman in New York called Belle Jour. She was a, a, a old Jewish dominatrix, and uh, but she was popular. She had a place, and I, I don't know. I, somehow we got to be know each other, and I would go there just to hang out sometimes because it was interesting. Guys would come in, and I saw this old guy. He must have been maybe close to ninety. He comes in and he goes in the back with her, and she has these black boots on, thigh high boots, and he falls on the floor and he's lapping at her boots. <laughs> and I'm thinking, my God, never ends. You know, you think this guy, you know, when you're 90, you'd have a little dignity, you know, <laughs> something would change, but it doesn't. It just goes on. Maybe you don't, you know, maybe you're not fucking or jerking off or whatever, whatever, whatever you lose, but it stays in the mind. Well, I wonder about that. Sometimes I think, like when it comes to my own fantasy and behavior like I've always been much more extreme in my SM head than I would ever put up with on my body mm-hmm. you know yeah, sure. a lot of people are like that yeah. and I think uh, I'll always be able to go to these crazy places in my mind mm-hmm. but like I'm more of a fuss budget every year that goes by in terms of how my actual body gets touched or uh-huh. you, know, you know like well you're learning more as time goes on you're learning more about yourself <laughs> that's good you know, and I think when you get older, you get more, maybe more restrictive about, because that's the way old people are. You know, they want things exactly their way. Well, like you know, wh- they don't have do to you, be polite so much anymore to other you, people. You just this is our we're going, we're not going. That you know. Yeah. What do you know about how you like to touch or touch people now that you didn't know ten or fifteen years ago? Oh. I don't even know how old you are, so I can't figure this I'm, quite I, out. I, 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 I sort of have a spasm whenever I say how old I am. I, I, well, I'm 49, if you want to use that as a comparison. Well, that doesn't help because I'm a lot older. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst possible year, actually. The what, worst possible what year. What is it? What year is this? Because the Beatles, the Beatles song keeps running through your mind. Are you 64? 64. And there's nothing worse than knowing that you heard that song when you were a kid. And thinking, what a joke to, that people are actually someday become. They, they, there are 64-year-old people walking around the street. And then you know that song, and then there you are. It's ridiculous. Well, you're very honest about this, and a lot of people aren't. So I treasure anything you'll tell me. What do you know about being a sexual man at 64 that you didn't at 49 or at 50? 
Well, I don't know which comes first, but I think one thing that happens is you don't... First of all, I don't feel I have to fuck everybody I meet. Of course, what what also, the, girls, the girls also don't feel they have to fuck me <laughs> well, as much. But uh, you're a little more controlled in the sense that, uh, you know, you've sort of... You you know you know exactly, especially if you've had as many women as I have had. You sort of know what they're like in a way, and you can appreciate them more just for themselves. You know, mm -hmm. you could talk to them and have a good time, and you could just sort of look at them and say, you know, have a good idea what's like what it's like to fuck that one. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And you could think about that and and not have to go through with it. You know. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and when you do go through with it, what's the motivation that goes beyond the oh I've done that? before well uh, uh, I guess uh, if they express any interest at all in fucking me <laughs> <laughs> oh you are being so modest I wish this was a TV show now so everyone could see what a handsome lion we have here he's not uh, he's not exactly drooling on his uh -huh. on his on his drawers uh -huh. here <laughs> you know it's been great having you yeah it's been fun being here yeah I'm so glad yeah. you came you yeah. just Bring your seventy-year-old, you know, yes. self. Yes. <laughs> Anytime you want. All right. Good. <laughs>